Hi, this is Ann Robertson, the pastor of the United Methodist Church of Westford in Westford, Massachusetts. And this is the Spirit Walkers devotion for May 20th. This one is about the Da Vinci Code. I saw the movie last night and I think it's much better than the critics had to say. But anyway, that's just my opinion. Anyway, this is about that and it does have some spoilers in it. So if you haven't seen the movie or haven't read the book and want to do that, then you may want to hold off and just save this for a bit until you have seen it so that the movie isn't spoiled for you. But many of you have read the book. Uh, hopefully you'll see the movie and the debate can continue from there. And so I've called this devotion, I've titled it Truth and the Da Vinci Code. And the scripture passage that I selected was John chapter 8, verse 32, which says, is Jesus speaking, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. When I graduated from high school, every senior was asked to put a quote with their yearbook listing, and that passage from John was mine. Of course, back at 17, I had a much more limited sense of what truth could mean than I do now. But still, 30 years later... I think this verse is critically important. And that's why I really have no issues with the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, I've read the book. I've seen the movie. I spent six hours of today talking with a group at the church about the issues that it raises. And sure, there were some factual mistakes. But it's fiction. And the primary advocate of the theories that have many people so upset is the chief villain. If you're going to go looking to villains in novels for your church history, then you deserve what you get. I'll grant you that I was more inclined to believe the movie version of Teabing because he's played by Ian McKellen and I couldn't quite get Gandalf out of my head while I was watching. But still, much as I love Gandalf, he makes some critical errors. In the book, hero Robert Langdon goes along with Teabing's history. But Ron Howard and Dan Brown apparently heard the criticisms of their facts, and in the movie, Langdon argues some of those points, like what really happened at the Council of Nicaea, instead of merely assenting like he does in the book. Of course, the central factual error that Teabing makes, and that Langdon doesn't seem to have enough knowledge of Christian doctrine to contradict, is the notion that if it were proven that Jesus had married and fathered a child, that the divinity of Jesus would be disproven. And that's not so. The creed that the Council of Nicaea adopted as orthodoxy for the Church says that Jesus is, and I quote, true God from true God, and also that Jesus, quote, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and became truly human fully God, fully human, both at once. That's what Christian doctrine teaches. If someone were able to prove that Jesus was married and had a child, that proof would merely support the part of the Nicene Creed that claims he was truly human. It would say nothing at all about whether he was also truly God. And probably there's no factual evidence that could prove such a thing. As Langdon correctly asserts in the movie, the divinity of Jesus is a matter of faith. To listen to the debates surrounding the book and the movie, you'd think that truth was a set of facts that could be proven or disproven if you're just given enough evidence. The novel itself makes that mistake by assuming that revealing a set of documents would be to reveal the truth. But the Gospel of John tells a different story. In John, the truth 
is not a what, but a who. Jesus says in John 14:6 that he is the truth. He doesn't say he understands the truth. He says he is the truth. The truth is a person. And that's hinted at in John 8:32. You shall know the truth. The word for know there in Greek is ginosko. It does imply learning, but it's the kind of learning that comes when you experience a thing or a person. Ginosko is the word you use when you talk about knowing a person, like, do you know Jerry? It's also the word the Greeks used when they wanted to imply sexual union. The Hebrew word for knowing has that same underlying sense. When you, That's why you have all those jokes that say, well, I knew her in the biblical sense. Jesus in John is not saying that if you manage to learn a set of intellectual propositions and doctrines, that such knowledge will set you free. He's saying that if you get to know Jesus, if you form a close, intimate relationship with Jesus, you will be set free. Free from what? Free from the sins that are bred when we go to thinking that faith is all about doctrine and law rather than about relationship and grace. All sides of the Da Vinci Code debate, as well as the novel itself, miss that point. They're all arguing about doctrine and facts, who is right and who is wrong, while the person of Jesus sits twiddling his thumbs and waiting for us to remember he's there, ready to free us from slavish adherence to a law that cannot save us, and the sins that keep us arguing with and killing each other. Just like everyone in the novel is bent on finding the documents while the heir of Jesus walks unknown among them, so we chase after the wind, while the truth patiently waits for us to tire of our chase and lean our head upon his shoulder. So pass the popcorn, and be careful not to mistake any set of facts for the truth. Let us pray. Dearest God, help us to know you really know you? We don't know with our minds how you can be fully God and fully human, but we experience your love, and in that light, truth is known. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for subscribing to Spirit Walker Devotions. I'm the pastor of the United Methodist Church of Westford at 10 Church Street in Westford, Massachusetts. If you're in the area, stop in for worship at 9.30 on Sunday mornings. Spirit Walkers comes out each Saturday evening, and you can subscribe to it or my sermon podcast either through iTunes or at www.annrobertson.com. You can also receive Spirit Walkers as an email and subscribe through the same address. If you'd like to drop me an email, I'd love to hear from you at ann at annrobertson.com. Thanks again for subscribing, and I'll look forward to being with you again next week. Music